podcast of pain episode nine we're talking about wrestling and i am here with uh, the homie will what's up will hey how's it going all right so i wanted to i wanted to adjust this too because like this is kind of funny so i call myself the d and every once in a while i refer to you as big willie that is totally <laughs> not a fucking on purpose dick thing <laughs> my, just, my brother even asked, asked me about that it's a happy accident it's a happy little accident all right, and this mic isn't cooperating with me. I know that, like, the last couple of episodes, I haven't been super happy with the audio because the goddamn... All right, momentarily, turn this fucker off. <laughs> oh, I gotta actually unhook it. There it is. <clears throat> there it goes. All right, I'm gonna hold it like I'm a fucking MTV VJ. Because <laughs> the... I'm not speaking clear enough into the fucking microphone. Anyway... Uh, we're on episode nine. It is, mm-hmm. we're talking wrestling heels. And I know you're not a wrestling guy, but I asked yeah. you to participate anyway. So hopefully you still have a little fun. And I got to bring in Joe here in a minute. If you're a kid in the 90s and missed out on wrestling, then you fucked up somewhere. Oh, man. We're going to, <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to bring Joe in. We're going to have this fucking conversation because I got a fucking bone to pick with some motherfuckers. <laughs> Hold on a second. Let me bring this asshole in. Um, let's bring him on to the roadcaster. <laughs> Goes turn that fucker down a little bit. Hey, Dad. Uh, are you recording? Yeah, baby. What's up? I just wanted to tell you the yard looks awesome. Well, thanks, sweetie. When did you have time to do all that? No, oh, I didn't have time to do that. I called tactical trash out. Tactical trash out? Yeah, tactical trash out. What's tactical trash out? Tactical trash out is this new lawn care service I learned about at work. So they got rid of those branches that fell out this fall. They sure did. And all those leaves in the yard? Yep. They did the edging? They sure did. The weed whacking? They did everything. I even got a discount for Grandpa's yard because he's a veteran and a senior citizen. Wow. Can I tell my friends about Tactical Trash Out? Absolutely. Tactical Trash Out. 517-395-3628. Hey. What do you hear? What do you say? What up, man? What's going on? No. My name is or what? Oh, yeah, we're recording right now. We're on the Podcast of Pain, episode 9, and we're talking about wrestling heels. So, how you been? Oh, not bad. I just aged myself by saying we're on tape. Asking for <laughs> us to, like, you have a physical tape. It's all good. Is, is it Darius on the other line? On the oh, other end? Oh, no, we got my buddy Will here, too. Hey, how's it going? Oh, Will? Outstanding. Um, okay. All right, so first we're going to get some of the preliminary bullshit out of the way. Uh, what have you been up to lately, Will? Not much. I just moved, so i just been working on the house. I just finished Stranger Things on top of all that, so that was pretty crazy. Fuck yeah, that was pretty crazy. Um, Joe, are you a fan of Stranger Things at all? You know what? Not. We've been binge-watching The Boys lately. 
Ah, yes. That's another show I need to start watching. caught up on that. I enjoy it. I think that Bezos has all this money to throw at these productions, and the acting is decent, and the special effects are pretty good. So between work and random bullshit, that's what I got, you know, with that going on. And watching re- stupid wrestling docs. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> pieces, if you will. So. All right. All right, so I got to cut both of you off. I have to have this conversation because I've been dealing with this shit since I was a little kid. The wrestling is fake conversation. I got some motherfuckers that always gave me shit because I watched wrestling, and they'd be like, you know what? Uh, Why do you watch that shit? Wrestling's fake. And these are the same motherfuckers that 30 years later are standing outside of a movie theater dressed up like their favorite Star Wars characters, carrying around lightsabers and going on pilgrimages to uh, fucking drop a ring into Mordor and all that bullshit. So I'm a little fucking irritated, but the most, I mean, what really bugged me was like, you never hear the, oh, this is fake for any fucking thing else. Like, (laughs) oh, you just got done watching a chamber of secrets. Don't you know Harry Potter's fake? You never fucking hear that. It's just wrestling that gets the bad rap. Like, yeah, I know the, the costumes are ridiculous. The storylines ridiculous. It's pretend fighting. But so is so is Star Wars. Yeah, in your face, escape pod. Fuck Star Wars. No, hey. not, not fuck Star Wars. Not, not fuck Star Wars. <laughs> I'm just giving you guys shit because, like, I feel like I was dumped on unnecessarily for a long ass time. Like, I hundred percent. It goes back to do you like movies? Yeah, yes. exactly. Movies See, are fake. Man, when I got to the point where I'm like, all right, I should be on the debate team, and this is going to be the topic that I debate because fuck that, man. That's nonsense. And then not to not to mention you have all these like ridiculous sequels like fucking Fast and Furious. I know there are a lot of people that are probably probably still like motorheads, gearheads, or whatever. Those motherfuckers are in outer space. Like, did you <laughs> notice like they started delivering growth? Dominic Toretto and his sister ran a little store or restaurant and they delivered <laughs> groceries, and now they're in outer fucking space being spies and shit. So if, if you guys don't like the fact that, you know, people hit each other with chairs and, and rip off their T-shirt and say your prayers and eat your vitamins, fuck off. <laughs> All right, I think I mastered this mic now. Um, let's see, what else have we been up to? Yeah, finished up Stranger Things. That was nuts. Um, definitely pulled the heartstrings, man. Dude. I was like, I was pretty emotional on that shit. I'm not going to lie. My fat ass teared up a little bit. Um. Well, I'm glad that it went so dark. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, look at the difference between season one, episode one, and then now. Like, the kids, the, the, the hair cuts on a lot of them kids are still ridiculous as fuck. I said from the get-go, if Steve dies, I'm never watching Netflix anything ever again. Excuse me. Um, God damn. They need to put Will down. Uh, yeah. He's sitting there inching the back of his neck. (laughs) (laughs) He's got hydrophobia, motherfucker. He's he's the one that started all this shit. Put him down and be done with it. Jeez. Old Yeller style. Um, but no, I I dig the casting on that. I've I've dug the storyline, how it's progressed. I'm pretty geeked to see how season five turns out. I don't know if season five, I don't know if I believe season five is going to be the end of it. I mean, I think it's got too much steam behind it. Yeah, they were they, talking like, "Oh, we're gonna make this one short and not let it burn out." Yeah, I don't know. There's too much. That's <laughs> that's the thing about like entertainment now is like if there's money in it, they're gonna Go figure it out a way. Like Halloween Kills coming out this year, they're gonna make more. Go they're not gonna fucking kill Michael Myers or Laurie Strode. They they're said gonna, the last one's gonna be the last one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's that's what I talked to uh, Michael. Let's Mike the Michael Myers now James Dude Courtney. He's like, yeah, if it makes money, they're gonna keep making them. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's just going to be like one more movie that's going to sour a franchise. If you know, you get one 
bad fart in the car in this movie franchise. It's gonna, you know. But whatever. Um, you played any video games lately? Oh, it's been playing. Uh, I actually downloaded Far Cry, uh, Far Cry Five because I've never played it. I'm behind the times on that, so I decided to download that. Because we got sixes out right now, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Far Cry Five is pretty straight. That's the one about the the cult. Yeah. Okay, that's fuck. I just downloaded it, so I'm gonna be jumping on that here pretty soon to check her out. Um, I did not fuck with the DLC to that because I thought that was bullshit that they oh, made yeah. a, a standalone DLC. No, that just... no, no, the DLC was good on that too. Oh, yeah. was it? You got a timer on there. Yeah. The DLC legit. Far Cry Five legit, man. Yeah, I dug I mean, Far Cry Five. I just like, man, I hate when they come. Remember back in the day, like playing Nintendo and Sega, you didn't have to buy anything. No. You had to play the game for hours and unlock you shit. Earn that shit. And now you just all right, put in your parents' credit card or put in your mom's credit card or put in your credit card. You got these kids on Fortnite just buying it. Oh yeah, <laughs> buying fucking skins and shit. Um, what about you, Darius? What you been playing other than Turtles? Uh, the okay. Well, I finished uh, the, the new the, Turtle, the I new bet. Shredder's uh, Revenge on Nintendo yep, Switch. Yep. That's pretty badass. That takes me back to the old school arcade. That takes me back to Turtles in Time. Um, it wasn't. It, it wasn't super difficult. It wasn't super easy. It was. It reminded me of, like the old school game. Um, the kids and I got onto the Nintendo Switch because I was slow and didn't realize that I could just take the Joy Cons off and have two or three different players on there. That's pretty badass. Um, the storyline, story mode is pretty good. It has an overhead view. It reminds me a lot of the original Ninja Turtles where you had the overhead map. But it reminds me of Turtles in Time as far as gameplay, like the hack and slash type of style. Um, right. After that, plus the arcade, plus the arcade, ver- you know, plus the arcade version. Yeah, so, so like all the good things about the Ninja Turtle games rolled into this new. Um, I mean, it was basically storyline wise, it had all the same characters, and it didn't seem like it told a different story or anything like that. But you had uh, little extras that you could find in the background. You can boost your players' um, HP a little bit, so you can go through it again and again. Um, add friends. I think you can play it online, which is which is pretty dope. That'd have been dope to be able to play the arcade game online, Turtles in Time, which that's coming out later on this year. The Cowabunga com- uh, Collection, which got thirteen games on it, so I'm probably not going to be leaving the house around that time. <laughs> um, besides well, that, Game Pass, I'm, you you knew it's on Game Pass. Just a shout out to everybody if they don't know. Yeah, it's on there. Shutter's Revenge. So. Oh, for, uh, it on. what is that? Xbox? Is that the game? Yeah. Pass? yeah. Okay. We probably got it on PlayStation also. Well, I mean, you're not a turtle enthusiast. I'm gonna buy a turtle game. I don't give a shit. Um, let's see. Other than that, I've been playing this game called The Quarry. Um, is that 2K that made that? I don't remember who made That's the game. That one. Um, it was, it's like a, it's like a choose your own adventure survival horror type of game. And I've gotten to the point where, well, the kids started playing it with me. And, you know, if you get to a point where you have to make a choice, go left or right, or this is how you're going to respond to a certain question or whatever like that, they would pick those lines out for me. But when they're not here, I would play it and I've progressed in the story quite a bit. I don't want to spoil anything for them. So I told them I'm going to finish the game and then you guys can start your own file (laughs) And go through it and do whatever, because I guess there's over a hundred some different ways for this to turn out. I'm pretty. I mean, I think for sixty bucks, that's pretty pretty worth it. If you can, it has the replay. Uh, yeah, words are hard. Replay uh, replayability. Got it. There we go. 
Um, but it's got that motion capture shit where they use actual actors and they look just like these actors. And it's a pretty compelling story. I like it. It reminds me of uh, Friday the 13th. It reminds me of 80 slashers. And then the whole choose your own adventure thing. That's pretty badass. Pretty bloody, pretty violent. So I'm I'm satisfied. I'm um, still trying to finish Far Cry Six. That that game just seems to never fucking end. Um, I think that's about it. Uh, movie wise, me and the kids just watched. Uh, I told them like, as long as I'm paying for Netflix, we're gonna watch more than just the fucking shit that everybody else is watching. We watched a movie called Countdown, which reminds me of Final Destination. You know, there's this app that people download on their phone, and it's supposed to tell you, all right, well, this is how long you have until you die. Some people have 87 years. Other people have, like, a number of hours. So, you know, of course, they find a way to beat it, uh, beat this this curse or whatever is killing people. It was fun for what it was. If you get a chance, watch the movie uh, 3%. 3%. Yeah. Who's in that? It's, uh, it's a foreign film. It's on uh, Netflix dubbed over it it's like uh i don't know it's kind of like hunger games a little bit but it's more more dark all right oh speaking of foreign i want to take a minute to uh welcome like the listeners from the united kingdom and brazil yeah yeah. podcast of pain's got motherfuckers in brazil and the uk listening that's that's baffling to me that you guys want to sit here and listen to us talk about (laughs) american nerd shit and you can hang like hang so welcome and thank you for paying attention. And hopefully you guys have some friends you can pass this along to and go from there, man. Um, let's see. We got video games. We got movies. I want to think that I listened, watched a bunch Jurassic of Jurassic World. I wouldn't seen Jurassic World. The new How was that? I've that, heard different different things about that. They had the boys at the, end, at the edge of their seat. Like out of the three new ones, that felt like the most original to me. Yeah, I think the like, Jurassic Park movies. But yeah. It was, it was pretty good. I'd go see it again. I think I'm up to date except for that one. Yeah. It's all the ones it's with Chris Pratt. And... You don't want to go see it in theaters for sure. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, me too. But the thing is, is there has to be a nostalgia factor there. Oh, yeah. I mean, some of the negative reviews probably come from somebody who necessarily hasn't seen them all, hasn't watched them all. So, there's a nostalgia factor there. And, again, what Daria says, there's it's not the last one. Oh, no. As long as they're making tens of million dollars off of the thing, they're still going to do the CGI. They're going to put one in the IMAX. They said it was the last one like three times ago. Come oh. on, guys. Right. We all know. That's what, oh, so. man, that's another um, That's another idea I had for a podcast. Like, make a list of all these movies where the scientists literally don't give a fuck about humanity. They're all about uh, saving their own lives and making money. So, like, Jurassic Park. People keep going to this fucking island with dinosaurs and they keep <laughs> fucking with dinosaurs despite the fact that all these other fucking people died and there's just all this chaos. Um, movies like The Fly or The Thing or Hollow Man where, you know, they're scientists and everybody's like, all right, I don't know. I think this is a bad idea. Shut up. We're going to make money. This is going to be great for humanity and ends up in a, a big brouhaha. <laughs> so that's something I'm and playing around with. Right. And then another one could be AI taking over the world. Yeah, fuck all that could kinds be like of that. A two, that could be a two-parter after that. That's a whole separate issue. <laughs> yeah, all kinds of fuck that. Like, I've seen too many of that. Like, the let's see, the last Child's Play movie that came out was yeah. like that, where this dial fucking hooks up to your Bluetooth. I and, actually like that. I mean, it was good. It yeah. was. I'm just saying, like, all this shit that hooks up to 
your Wi-Fi and, and all this crap that you can do it remotely. Fuck that. I think took the creepy guy out. Man. <laughs> Janitor. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. The, Jason Stoddard. Shout out Jason Stoddard. <laughs> he looked like uh, Jack Black, kind of. Yeah, but I he had, had double that. take it first if it was him, but it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't him. He, he'd be sure to tell you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Other movies that I watched. Uh, I watched The Woman, which had, I think I told you about this. Yeah. Pollyanna McIntosh, the the chick with the weird bangs from Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. All right, so basically this guy, I don't know where it takes place, but this guy is out hunting and he sees like this this savage woman. Like I guess she's an indigenous, uh, the last of an indigenous tribe or some shit like that. And he decides he's gonna kidnap her and take her home, um, get the family involved, and they're gonna try and humanitize her, like you know, civilize her or whatever <laughs> like that. And that doesn't really go to plan. Um, yeah, fuck that. I don't mess with wild animals. I don't mess with wild people. Fuck that. That's a whole other thing than mind your own fucking business club. That's that's see, that's another one of those movies where I just like stay the fucking home. I'm not because you never know. I, like uh, a hostel. Like if I disappeared off into Europe, some fucking where nobody's gonna come looking for know. me. Nobody you know, getting a ransom or like something. Like, who, who are we gonna call? Who, like, okay, my son came to this ginormous fucking country for a vacation, and we can't seem to find him. Does anybody know anything? No, no one's gonna come looking for me. <laughs> You're dead. <laughs> Just saying, especially back then when there was no Facebook. Exactly, and even now, like hackers and all that shit can fuck with your shit. People steal your phone, your identity. No, you're gone, man. Um, I also watched uh, Brightburn, which is like a a fucked up ass backwards Superman. That was wild. That was ridiculously yeah, I violent. Um, I really enjoyed the story. It reminded me a lot of Superman because of where it took place. Um, the fact that he he's is basically an alien. Yeah. You know, um, his ship, his parents like adopt him and shit like that. But this kid's nuts. <laughs> um, the ending was pretty good, so check that out. Vivarium. That was a new another movie with uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Okay, I heard of that one. Which. Shout out to Patrick Gibbons because Jesse Eisenberg <laughs> always reminded me of Patrick Gibbons. Just like Manorism. his mannerisms, his voice, the way he carries himself. Not that it's a bad thing. It's just I've always wanted to punch this guy in the face. Well, Jesse Eisenberg, too, not just Patrick. Shout out, Patrick. Um, yeah, these two, this, this young couple decides they're going to go and buy a house. And they come across this creepy-ass fucking realtor that goes to show them like, this, this um, living community kind of like a gated community all the houses look the same all the yards look the same and the guy disappears so they try and leave you know they're stuck in this fucking community (laughs) you know they uh anonymously get food every now and again and they they get a baby at one point like hey um raise this kid and we'll release you yeah it's it's real fucked up 18 years in prison yeah dude it's it's all kinds of fucked up um, that's about it for that. Um, I do have some some news as far as upcoming movies. Um, Scream 5 was pretty good, and there's this buzz in the internet that Nev Campbell is not coming back because they don't want to pay her. She didn't like the script and such. And this is where my, my wrestling fandom comes in because I'm like, wait a minute. What if this is a big-ass swerve? Like, they're getting the, the internet community all buzzing. Yeah. But Nev Campbell really is going to sign on, and she's going to pop up at the end. Like, she's going to be the killer for part six. And now it looks like people are talking about she has secretly signed on. So I'm kind of expecting for Nev Campbell to be the killer in this. Well, well, I mean, shit, I don't want to do spoilers, but if you guys haven't fucking seen Scream 5 by now, you guys don't give a shit. Any Scream movies. 
But I mean, they're they're offing all these other the, the main characters from the original series. You know, the ones that are left are popping up. So I'm like, who else is left to be the killer? Yeah. You know, at this point, it's got to be... be the killer of the last one. Right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. At what point do you no. find Snap? You know what? If, if Nev isn't the protagonist, I don't even want a part of it. <laughs> That's they what I said. They Nev for $30 million she spent and deserves and just call it good. That's what I don't understand. Like, she's the one that's been in them all. She's the one that carried the whole franchise from the get-go. Like, why would you ever say, like, okay, we're not going to pay her that much? Why is that an idea that's on the table? Doesn't make any sense. Wes Craven was still alive, he'd do it. <laughs> yeah, see, if Wes Craven was still alive, he'd, he'd put her in the fucker. Um, that's like having Nightmare on Elm Street without Robert England. You yeah, can't just, we already just seen can't that do it. Up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You've always already seen that all fucked up. Shout out to Robert Earl Haley yeah. or Jackie Earl Haley. Um, Jesus. All right, I'm going to do a quick commercial break real quick because I got some sponsors I got to fucking shout out. Uh, be right back. Are you starting a new business and you need an eye-catching logo? Are you working on a big project for the office and you just can't nail that artwork? Perhaps you've written the next best-selling kids book, but you can't draw. With that deadline rapidly approaching, it sounds like you might need a miracle. So let Chimera Design be the answer to your prayers. Chimera Design works with all mediums and specializes in all kinds of artwork, from logos, t-shirt design, book covers, children's book illustration, board game and card game design, and more. There's really no job too big or too small, because Chimera Design can do it all. So if you have an idea, let Chimera Design get to work for you. Email brianritson at gmail.com. That's brian, R-I-T-S-O-N, at gmail.com. Or find Chimera Design on Facebook. Chimera Design. Let them get to work for you. All right, and we're back. Let's jump into talking about wrestling heels. Um, I know, Joe, we had, we had discussed uh, having, like, a definitive list. I tried making, like, a fucking Mount Rushmore. I couldn't settle <laughs> on just four fucking people, so I'm going to wing this shit. Um, we'll, we'll just trade input or whatever like this on this and see like if we get done in a decent amount of time, cause <laughs> there's eighties between yeah, the eighties and nineties. Yeah, What's that? Yeah. It sounds good. Between um, the eighties and nineties, like everybody was a bad guy or a good guy at one point. There's just so many elements. I just couldn't like break it down any further than that. Well, I have a debate at the end on who the best bad guy was. Yeah. I have one of mine, but we'll save it. That's a little teaser for you guys to say. All right. Um, well, Will, you're the, I would say, I don't want to say novice, but you're like the least of the, the wrestling fans. Like, jabroni. Yeah, well, I'll go ahead and say jabroni. <laughs> Fuck it. You said it. Go ahead. Um, I'm a brony. Uh, <laughs> who do you got on your list that like reminded you of like back in the day watching wrestling? Uh, Undertaker. That was my dude. He was a scary motherfucker. Um, I, oh, man. The big show. Yeah, but shit, any of them giant yeah. dudes. Anybody that ever... motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Triple H, all them guys. Um, I'm going to go back to Undertaker real quick. When he debuted in, I think it was 90, 1990, back when the Survivor Series was like every every uh, Thanksgiving, which that was a fucking trip, convincing my parents to let me watch that shit on Thanksgiving when we'd have all the family parties and shit, but... Um, the Undertaker was like a mystery opponent, and um, everybody he's been terrorizing people ever since. He had this like really crazy killer look, the sunken in eyes. He was a scary looking motherfucker. And then the very next year, ninety one, um, and this pay per view took place in Detroit. 
he took on Hulk Hogan for the championship. And he pile drove him onto a fucking steel chair. Well, quote unquote, a steel chair. And um, my cousin, because we'd go over and watch um, the pay-per-views at his house every once in a while, who was a big Hulk Hogan fan. He was bawling, <laughs> bawling his fucking eyes out because Hulk Hogan lost. Me and my sister were laughing our asses off because, like, we knew, you know. <laughs> it was a fucking fun time, though. Definitely Undertaker. Um, anybody that ever really opposed Hulk Hogan, like Andre the Giant was a pretty badass one to me. Um, like, go back when, what year? It was just before WrestleMania three. I I'd have to do the math. This is why I should write shit down, but I don't give a shit. Writing takes time. And <laughs> I don't have the fucking patience for it. I always forget some minute detail. But it was before WrestleMania three. Hulk Hogan had the championship. Andre the Giant turned on him. You know, lined himself with Bobby the Brain Heenan, came out on uh, Piper's Pit, which was still a thing. Roddy Piper was a heel. Wink, wink. Um, and he fucking challenged Hulk Hogan. Like, these guys had been tight. They'd been friends. And then, boom, Hulk Hogan is, like, looking in terror. Like, what the fuck? Are you serious? <laughs> Andre the Giant, like, choked the ever-living shit out of this guy. He, he'd always choke the shit out of people. That was some terrifying shit to me. It would be scary as hell. Fuck um, <laughs> Yeah, Hulk Hogan had just beaten King Kong Bundy on an episode of Saturday Night's Main Event, and Andre steps over the top rope, unbeknownst to Hulk Hogan, because, like, you know, who noticed a fucking 500-pound giant walking up behind you, and just choked the ever-living shit out of him for, like, it seemed like an endless amount of time. They had emptied out the locker room and tried to get these massive hands from around Hulk Hogan's neck, and, man, it was fucking wild. But Andre the Giant's definitely on my list. My Nerdvana Toys and Collectibles, Jackson, Michigan's one-stop shop for nerds of all ages. Do they have Funko? They got you. Super 7? They got you. What about Mezco? Mezco, Hasbro, McFarlane, My Nerdvana Toys and Collectibles has got you covered. Whether you're just starting your collection or expanding a current toy hoard, My Nerdvana's professionals will hook you up. My Nerdvana Toys and Collectibles. Find them on Facebook. In-person shopping by appointment only. What do you got, Joe? Well, we'll transition into King Kong Bundy. Because oh. at the time, cable TV just started getting big. And for all the true novices, like true, true novices, Vince McMahon had this vision to where he was going to pretty much nationalize, make it a national event with the WWF. Everything you look up now is WWE, but it truly for 15, 20 years, whatever, it was the WWF. And, um, just a couple facts about King Kong Bundy. Married with children, the producers were a fan of him, and they named the family the Bundys. Hmm, I didn't know that. I didn't know that's why they named that. And he actually had hair when he was on the regional circuit. Um, he actually had hair. He shaved his eyebrows one day. He looked intimidating. <laughs> and apparently, he went ahead and shaved his head as well. So... God rest his soul, died in 20, I think it's 2019. Yeah, it was pretty recent. Um, but I read a couple of places that he broke some guys' ribs doing that belly flop off the turnbuckle oh, or just off the mat. Yeah, I don't, I don't, def I definitely don't, you know, dis, uh, disagree with that. I wouldn't want to have some fucking 500 pound <laughs> dude leaping onto me. I wouldn't trust that shit. 
I mean, Andre the Giant would have this thing where he would, you know, a guy would be on his back, and Andre would step on the dude's fucking stomach and, like, walk over him, like, walk on him. Big Show used to do that. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. So, to me, he's on my Mount Rushmore because that's when wrestling first started getting big. Yeah. And I don't have the dates. I think it was uh, WrestleMania 2 or something, 1 and 2. And when Hogan just first got on the scene, he was his first true villain. Yeah. So, to me, that was big. So, that's what I got on him. Um, let's see. Were you pretty much done well with the, all the Yeah, years? I'm here to learn. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, this this shit ain't going to help you in life. It doesn't matter. We're like fucking nerds. Uh, this is a big reason why I never left the house uh, growing up as a kid. Like, straight up. Until Nintendo came around, like, I was glued to the TV for uh-huh. Hulk Hogan. Um, n- another person I had on my list was the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase. He was a fucking asshole. Like some of the villainous things that he would do um, to not only the wrestlers, but like the people in the fucking crowd. It was pretty wild. So Joe and I went to uh, St. Stan's, like a private school. And there are a lot of fucking asshole kids and parents that reminded me a lot of this Ted DiBiase. (laughs) Like, oh, I'm so much better than everybody else. I got money and blah, blah, blah. Couldn't wait for Hulk Hogan to beat his ass. Um. But one of these things, one of these events that million that Ted DiBiase, he would offer to pay five hundred bucks to some kid in, in the crowd. If you can bounce this basketball ten times, I'll give you five hundred bucks. <laughs> so the kid would be up there, and he'd bounce it one, two, three, four, eight, nine, and then Ted DiBiase would kick the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, this- <laughs> wait a minute, sorry, hang on, hang on, play the clip because you're not doing it justice. I am it was a little black justice. kid with. With lower class, lower to middle class clothes on. Yeah, and he's like, "Wait, do you have the? You can YouTube the clip. Yeah, I don't know, that. man. I'm doing that right now. This is one of the things I want because while while you're doing that, I'll get some filibustering in. There was another clip to where, and it he had Virgil with him, right? And Virgil was maybe he, not to smile or do anything. He was just his homeboy. He was the quote unquote <laughs> bodyguard. He was the bodyguard, right. and he always ended up getting his ass kicked. Yeah, but you got to think about it. In those days, in the mid-'80s, DiBiase had to play the part. So he was getting picked up in limos. He was getting first-class treatment on these airplanes. Like, everything. McMahon was paying for it all. Yeah. But they had no problem doing it. At that point, wrestling was huge. They were selling out arenas from... East Coast to West Coast and everywhere in between. So, right, but yeah, he was a dick. Um, let's see. Yeah, he had the million dollar belt too. He even like he couldn't win the championship on his own, <laughs> so he had a special. It was made out of gold and diamonds. I think it was like legit worth like four hundred fifty thousand dollars. Here's that clip. Come right on up here, son. Okay. Come around here where I can see you now. What's your name, son? Sean. Okay, Sean. Can you dribble a basketball? You can dribble a basketball. Okay. Virgil, give him the basketball. Now let me see. Can you dribble that basketball ten times? Let me see you dribble a basketball ten times. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Good. Oh. Okay, pick the ball up, Virgil. 
Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do, Sean. If you can dribble this basketball 15 times consecutively 15 times. without missing, look at here, I'm going to give you $500. Now, I know you and your family can use $500. I can tell by looking at you that you can use a lot more yeah. than $500. See, what a dickhead. <laughs> this was the 80s, yeah. man. Virgil, yeah, you can get with that shit nowadays. Okay, Sean, 15 times. Ready, go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Oops! Kick <laughs> oh. the ball. We didn't get to fifteen, Sean. You didn't get to fifteen, no. did you? DiBiase no. kicked the ball. He didn't make fifteen. <laughs> kicked it out of his dribble. And you know what that means? What a dick. What that means, Sean, is you've got to learn a hard, cruel fact of life. When you don't do the job right, you don't get paid. <laughs> yeah, see, so that's just a taste of Ted DiBiase and his antics. Man, that was fucking rough, man. <laughs> that, that does not age well at all. No, you couldn't get away with that shit today. Oh, no. <laughs> he left a typical, um, not the typical lifestyle because of the you know, a wrestler in those days because he got first class treatment. Yeah. But he has a puff piece on Amazon where he is, he has a come to Jesus moment right now. Yeah. Like he's, and, um, I don't know if you guys, any, you guys, any, any guys watch that at all? Um, I knew that he was a preacher. I don't know exactly when, um, he actually did come to Jackson a couple of times. There was, a out on Springport road, there was like some kind of temple out by, uh, the Holiday Inn, the old school Holiday Inn. And he actually came up okay. there and did a speaking out there. Um, my sister got to meet him because she worked at Kroger's at the time. And he was buying Just for Men hair dye. <laughs> <laughs> but, at yeah, Kroger. At Kroger. That's awesome. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's a fucking trip. So what rubbed me the wrong way on the dock real quick, and that's all I got really for him, is that, Okay, the last thing a woman wants to hear when you're cheating on her on the road oh, the yeah. entire time. As far as I, as far as I know, he's still married. Which I'm not going to judge a poor bastard. When you get into a limo and there are five, three naked women in there, I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> but with that, he was like, I wasn't in love with any of them. That's what he was saying to this day, or whenever that dot came out. It's like yeah. that's the last thing she wants to hear is ah, I wasn't in love with them. Right. Eh, it doesn't matter. No. That was one of, that was one of the reality checks of uh of being a professional wrestler that really got me is like being on the road that much, man. Holy shit. Having like no home life, your kids don't fucking know you. You know, you can't have a decent relationship and like props if you could. But yeah, that was one of the struggles they always like always went like same thing with the rock stars, you know, they're always on the road. Yeah, and that was when pop culture started to mesh with wrestling, and it got huge. It blew up this country in the 80s and 90s. Thank you, Cindy Lauper. Mid-80s, early 90s. So. <laughs> Let's see. Who's next on your list, boss? Joe? Oh, you talking to me? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, we lost him. I don't know who boss is, but... That's you. Who's no, that? that's uh, that, you go, that's uh, that's what 
That's what Andre the Giant always used to say to people. Like, you would call people boss. It was like a sign of respect type of thing. Actually, you know, you know Miguel that we used to work with, Will. Um, yeah, I still work with him. Hey, boss man! Oh, again? Yeah. Jesus Christ. That that guy was a fucking... I he looked he was, like a... I know he was almost 70. He looks like a fucking wrestler. Yeah. He's, the way he's built. Dude, I wouldn't fuck with him. But he's like, oh, hey, boss man! <laughs> it's Miller time! Captain Morgan time, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man, who's next on your list? I have the Iron Sheik, man. He's the most interesting oh. one out of all of them. Oh, dude. Man, the Iron <laughs> Sheik is a good one, too. Um, So... Before we get to Iron Sheik, Iron Sheik, I'm going to say, like, all of the, the foreign wrestlers in general were pretty good. Like, cheap heat is what they used to call it, you know, just a good way to get under the crowd's skin. And, like, if you were foreign, if you were, rest, if you were a Russian, if you were Middle Eastern, if you're the Iron Sheik, if you were from Japan, that would be an easy way to get under the bad guy's or the good guy's skin. You know, down with America. Um, yeah. All that shit. Yeah, not sh- to mention. Yep. Not to mention, it was a nationalist thing. And then you have Nikolai Volkov as your tag team partner during the Cold War. Yeah. And the Iran-Contra hostage crisis. Yeah, see, that was a fucking trip. That was a fucking trip. Um, And I I watched the documentary on Iron Sheik. I think it's on Netflix. I think it's just called The Sheik. But uh, he used to be... on Amazon. It could be on Amazon. But uh, he was a legit bodyguard to like one of the premiers or one of the shahs of I- Iran, Iraq. Uh, one of those countries. No, Iran. Yeah, he, he, he was the bodyguard of the shah for sure. Yeah, and then it was it was kind of fucked up because I think he was like a big um, like Olympic champion over there as far as wrestling, and then he came over here, became a wrestling coach, <laughs> and like led America to like some gold. That was pretty fucking wild. Yeah, I got some of this stuff off of loopers, some fringe websites. He wasn't actually an Olympian. He was the two-time army champion. Yeah, <laughs> not not to get in the, not to get into a swing and dick contest with the Darius, but <laughs> um, and but he was the assistant Olympic coach for the USA team. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, he was he was a legit wrestler, man. He could, you know what? He probably could have beat almost anybody in his heyday if he if they were really doing greco-roman wrestling and stuff yeah he had this thing where he had uh like these iranian clubs which were i think they were 70 pounds a piece but they were awkward they looked like uh kind of like giant baseball bats and he would just like <laughs> swing them behind his head like repetitiously and nobody else could do it that was one of like one of those feats man he had a, he was always really built and now, yeah, like, he made his, he made his kids go to the gym. Yeah, rumor has it that he was like taking like food out of obese people's carts <laughs> in the American grocery store and saying, "Go work out, don't eat this stuff." So, um, one of the podcasts that I started listening to when I first heard about podcasts was something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. Bruce Pritchard's a guy who played uh, Brother Love, who's also on my list of heels, but uh, he has. All the stories, he has all these imitations. He does Iron Sheik like nobody's business. It's it's crazy as fuck. Like, he'll just go on this rant. Like, nowadays, if you get an interview with Iron Sheik, he will go on a fucking tirade. 
he will start talking just some random shit. He will go, he will go berserk on a motherfucker. Ah, for to be, Baba. I had the Iron Sheik WWF champion. I beat the Bob Becklin. I put him in the fucking camel clutch. I break his fucking back. I make him humble. Start talking to him about Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan, for to be you fucking drabroni. I put you in the fucking camel clutch. I make you fucking humble. <laughs> just he, he, get him on how go go youtube howard stern and iron sheik man it's it's yeah it's a it's fucking terrific. trip and, and he has a legendary <laughs> twitter feed too i don't follow i don't get on twitter very much but I oh yeah his tweets are the bomb <laughs> happy monday go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> he's a fucking trip um man he uh he aligned himself like later he came back in the nineties and aligned himself with Sergeant Slaughter who's on my list Sergeant Slaughter uh, around the time of WrestleMania seven had turned his back on America and become like an Iraqi turncoat an Iraqi supporter or whatever like that if you will and that was a fucking trip because everybody knows Sergeant Slaughter he was like a re- legit Marine and everybody knows him from GI Joe he was like the a real life GI Joe. It was a fucking trip. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he he said, fuck that. Fuck America. I'm um, a supporter of Iraqis. He brought Iron Sheik in. He brought a, a second guy named General Adnan with him, who General Adnan was actually pretty tight with Saddam Hussein for real. So that was like more. And this was all during like the fucking Desert Storm shit. So you know, like rednecks in their fucking wrestling, man. They were fired the fuck up. <laughs> so Russell... Yeah, Plus, it was worth mentioning that even during the even way before that, during the Iran Contra conflict and stuff, he probably had situations where people were going to gun him down. Yeah, I mean, oh man, this is like something that really intrigued me about wrestling in the first place. Like um, down the south, man, they don't play at their fucking wrestling at all. They would legit go after people with with knives and guns and bottles. You know, you'd have to try and find a safe way to get the fuck out of the arena because people would be waiting for your ass. And then, and then you want to talk about foreign countries like, uh, like shit, Brazil, like South America, where it was a pretty big deal over there too, man. Fuck, people are serious about their wrestling. And this was just, I mean, if you like integrate real life shit that, that's going on with these on-screen characters, man, people don't care. They, they get fucking fired up. For sure, a few more things about the sheep here, Darius, and some of this is on his Wikipedia page, but I looked, I looked for like seven things. I didn't want to do a Wikipedia, you know, recital. But when he got to the state, Gagne was a, in Minnesota was a promoter and stuff. Yeah. And apparently McMahon hired him. He offered Gagne, apparently, I don't know if this is real, who knows what's real, especially in this business, but he said he'd get the Sheik $100,000 if he broke Hogan's leg. Oh, yeah, no, I remember this story. That was fucking, that was some dirty shit. Because, like, um, Hulk, uh, this was like when Vince McMahon was starting to take everything over. Right. He was taking everything over, and he was, like, buying everybody's contracts out and getting all the big stars and big names to come to the WWF. And all these other low-budget, these lower-end promoters are like, man, fuck that. Break his leg. Legit. And back then, the heels couldn't hang out with the faces. 
Yeah, they had, hero, separate, you know? they had separate uh, locker rooms. They couldn't stay in the same hotels. But what, what do you know about the Hacksaw uh, Jim Duggan incident with him? Iron Sheik? Remember? Oh, yeah, they had uh, weed on them and they had coke. <laughs> no, it wouldn't have been so bad if the Hacksaw had been drinking beer. Yeah. And back then, it wouldn't have been so bad, but Iron Sheik had an eight ball on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. The stories about Iron Sheik could go on for days. So, like, they were doing drug tests, right? And um, they, they pulled the Sheik aside. And they're like, hey, so uh, we got your results back from your drug test. Your drug results came back positive. He's like, oh, for to be positive. That's good. No, 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 no. Positive is bad. No, positive is good. No, that means you have drugs in your system. That's bad. Here's <laughs> a fucking trip. But I got to I got to speak to Sergeant Slaughter about this whole thing, man. That was some scary times. So WrestleMania seven was coming up, and he was getting ready to take on Hulk Hogan for the championship. Well, at that time, everybody was fighting Hulk Hogan for the championship. But they had it at the the Sky Dome. I think that was Toronto, and they had to move venues because they were worried that somebody was going to try and snipe him out. Shit. They had to move his fucking family into protective custody because they were getting death threat. Like that's crazy. Like, this is fake, right? <laughs> but people were legit trying to fucking hit, harm this guy. It's kind of like those lonely housewives that watch fucking... That's another thing, too. Like, you never heard somebody go up to their mom or their grandma while they're watching their stories. Hey, grandma, you know this is bullshit, right? Because <laughs> you'd Soaps. catch... You'd, yeah, your stories, man. You'd catch a fucking backhand for that shit. No, for sure. And I don't know when this was, but... I think this was like 91. But his, no, his 24-year-old daughter was murdered. Oh, yeah, Iron Sheik. Yeah, dude, that's fucked. That's fucked. A lot of that shit is fucked. I don't know the details. I think the boyfriend got mad at her or something and murdered her. But, like, in the courtroom, like, he was there. I don't know the details of it. I know he had a razor blade in his mouth or something. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know the details, but he was ready to go after him. And I think he might have. I don't know. So. Yeah, dude, some of that shit was pretty fucking... There's some stories, man. Yeah, and that's sad, man. I mean, your daughter getting murdered by the boyfriend. You know she didn't deserve it, whatever she did. She was rooting for the good guy. <laughs> she was rooting for the good guy for the championship match, and he didn't like it. That's what she gets. Fuck that. No, that's... Yeah, that, dude, they... Oh, man, that was pretty fucked up. I think so, you still... So, and the last thing that I really have on the on the Sheik, and I'm sure we could do a whole podcast about him. Um, He was a... I think he was on crack, but I'm not sure. I mean, I wasn't there, obviously, but... right. He would hang out in airports and with like a fake belt, oh, you know, trying to find autographs. Yeah. And um, in the documentary, it actually showed him working in high school gyms and stuff. Yeah. And there are like 50 people there, and he's got this gigantic beer belly. Of course, he's like 65. Who cares? I'm not going to judge him for that. Right. But, um, and that's just to get his next fix, probably. And, hey, the dude has a strong heart. He's 80, and he's still 
fighting kicking. So. Yeah, for now. But Shit. What a great, what a yeah, but what a great heel, man. Yeah. As long as he stays off of Twitter, I think he'll keep his heart in check. <laughs> he gets fucking fired up. I'm telling you, if you guys are listening, just YouTube Howard Stern and Iron Sheik. It's ridiculous as fuck, <laughs> but he gets fired up. I think they had some guy call in and he was talking shit and, and Iron Sheik went the fuck off on him. It was it was fucking nuts. Um, I think he was also one of the because like back in the day when they would do wrestling shows here in Jackson all the time, uh, they did a show out at Jackson Community College, which is now just Jackson College, and Iron Sheik was one of the guys that was there. Iron Sheik, I want to think the Bushwhackers and then Hacksaw Jim Duggan was out there. That was one of the times I was really pissed because nobody told me about it until after it happened. What year was that? Um, let's see. That had to have been probably the mid nineties. Cause like the one guy I found in high school that also liked wrestling and he was a total douche. I call him fake up now. Um, but he 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 was always going to the wrestling shows too. I think he had a picture of him getting choked out by Iron Sheik. Which I don't know if that was legit or not, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't trust I don't trust a lot of those 80s guys with some of these moves. Like, hey, put me in a sleeper hold, which I got a story about that here in a minute. Once we get to the guy, I'm going to bring it up. But, yeah. Yeah, here's, here's, here's 20 bucks. Put me in a sleeper hold. Yeah, fuck that. Kane Hodder incident. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> so, um, Joe, Kane Hodder is the guy that, like, most famously known for playing Jason or whatever, and he would have this shtick at, at conventions, and people would ask him to choke them for pictures. Except he chokes you for real. Like, it's not, you know. <laughs> luckily, I, wow. I, I grew up in, like, a semi-abusive home, so I could take it. He was like grandpa. <laughs> it was like grandpa hotter, you know, choking you. But there's been incidents where people would pass the fuck out. And his, uh, wow. I, I meet him. I try and meet him every year with the kids and get another picture. I have one where he chokes, where he choked me for real, and it wasn't that bad. But I wanted to get another one just for shits and giggles. And he can't do it. He says he the lawyers tell him not to do it. <laughs> it's like that. That's yeah, that big of a deal. People would pass the Shut fuck that out. Shit down. Yeah, I'm like I'm I'm to the point where I've written up like my own waiver. Like I am not a pussy. I'm not gonna sue you. I want my fucking picture, man. <laughs> give me a fucking picture. I'll pay whatever you want. Just give me a fucking picture. I won't sue you. <laughs> so you said Iron Sheik, huh? Let's see. I have um, Ravishing Rick Rude on my list. Ravishing Rick Rude was a wrestler from Robbinsdale, Minnesota. He basically had like a beefcake, kind of like a, what do you call that? Who's the the strippers back in the day? Chippendales? <laughs> All right. So he basically, he had this shtick where he had this robe on. He has this ridiculously awesome body. Now that I look at it, it's a really queer porn stash and a mullet. <laughs> he looks like, okay, Stranger Things. The, the brother Billy. All right, he looks just like Billy from Stranger Things. But he has this shtick where he comes in the ring and he grabs the microphone. Yeah. We're on the right. This man is so arrogant. <laughs> what I'd like to have right now is for all you fat, ugly, Huntsville heifers. Ooh, ooh. Oh, damn. What, what? Keep the noise down uh -oh. while I take my robe off. <laughs> Look at cameras are ready, McMahon. Yep. Now in just a second, you'll see why. Get the old flash cube on that camera. 
<laughs> and he always had like the best, the best airbrush tights in the entire fucking wrestling industry. Because like a lot of times you would have like lips on his ass. Um, in the case of like pay per views, like he would take on um, the Ultimate Warrior, he'd have Ultimate Warrior's face airbrushed on his ass. Um, there was one no, point. Didn't he, do, didn't he do some of the women too? Yeah, like, no, some of the women. Like, I was, getting, I was getting to that. So he had this. He had this feud with Jake the Snake Roberts, and Jake was married to a chick named Cheryl. And Jake the Snake or was in the ring. Here comes Rick Rude, and he's got Cheryl Roberts airbrushed on the front of his fucking pants. Oh, shit. Like, I mean, dude, <laughs> I mean, after calling all these fucking assholes, like, you know, Alabama sweat hogs or Huntsville heifers or whatever stylings he had to go, you know, go through. And then he would take his robe off and he'd have like his opponent's wife's face on, on his crotch. <laughs> I mean, that's fucking, that's pretty dirty fucking dope. Fuck. That is pretty fucking dirty as fuck. There were a lot of times where he, uh, let's see, he would get his ass kicked pretty good. But wonder why he yeah see he was a great fucking heel though um little side note this is for this is not for eighteen um and under this is this is a fucked up story I was listening to you it was a story of Jake the Snake um Jake the Snake was getting into it with Rick Rude and you know you got ring rats basically like those chicks who try and hook up with wrestlers mm-hmm. or whatever get backstage or whatever so Jake the Snake um found the chick that they were planting out in the crowd. You know, for Rick Rude, because he would bring some lucky, quote unquote, lucky chick in the ring after a match and he would make out with her. <laughs> so, Jake the Snake, being the prankster, um, he found the chick and the chick ended up blowing Jake the Snake before the match. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Dude, yeah. So, when Rick Rude did his thing, <clears throat> um, I think, I don't know if it was whispered after or during. Or something, but the chick said that was from Jake. Oh no! <laughs> oh, oh, the original snowball on the quick one. Yeah, yeah. So that 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 dude that made me crack up so hard because that was his like every week on Saturday morning. Um, WWF superstars. That was like his shtick every week was to make out with some chick out in the crowd. <laughs> and Jake lays that fucking story on everybody. Holy shit! <laughs> Yeah. So Jake, just one thing to add, or I mean, ravishing Rick, that dude did have a body built like a bee. Yeah. Like, I guarantee to this day, he could be back in his prime, he could be anybody in a setup up contest. Yeah. Like, that's, I guarantee that's all he did. Um, I think that was Even how. Though, but, but as well as that, one more thing, the most unlikable character yeah. out of all the heels. The most unlikable. <laughs> that's how I, I mean, dude. That's why, I like, I kind of have that that thing about wrestling. Is like these guys couldn't go to a fucking bar after work because oh, no. you'd have all these fucking guys who just watch here's what five dollars a month with lemonade on on TV, and now they want to kick your ass. Well, if you had like Andre the Giant with you and like Ted DiBiase, <laughs> nobody's going to kick your ass. Uh, yeah, dude. Oh man. So the stories about Andre, like they go on for days too. Um, he was a pretty infamous guy, not only for his drinking, but like people would fuck with him because I mean I don't know why they would fuck with him, <laughs> but they would taunt him, you know. And um, Andre got pissed at these four guys fucking with him, and 
Andre kind of like lunges for him. They run and they jump into his their car. Andre flips the fucking car over <laughs> onto its side. And Holy shit! Yeah, I don't remember. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I want to say it was a Volkswagen, but it didn't matter if you were Andre Still the Giant. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think it matters if you were Andre the Giant. But like later on, the cops got a call and they were trying to explain to him like this guy flipped their car over. <laughs> And the cops are like, yeah, right. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. We're going to take you in for public intoxication. <laughs> but yeah, I wouldn't fuck with Andre the Giant. I don't I mean, I don't even just fucking with him, like making fun of him, taunting him, anything. No. Fuck that. You see yeah, how big that dude's hands are? Rip your arms off of beach. Right. <laughs> but Darius, I read somewhere that when man pulled all his, all his bad, you guys go out of the bar, then if you do not lose a bar fight, whatever you do, it makes us look bad. Yeah, exactly. That was, a, that was another big and, thing, and too. You, and you can see that, though. I mean, McMahon, he tried to conquer the world. He's still in business. He, who knows how much money he has in offshore accounts, etc. Well, it's minus but, a couple million now, from what I've heard. All the uh, <laughs> the sexual allegations that I've heard on that guy coming up. Yeah, but what, what do you think that is? That's like <laughs> me going to the store and buying a pop, dude. <laughs> right, at this like, point. But you got to think, his management style was ruthless. He yeah. told the Sheik and Duggan when they got pulled over, hanging out together, well, you'll never work for me again. You're fired. Right. I, he hired back, obviously. But, but um, for example, you know, the dude, I don't know, he's a shrew businessman. I ain't going to say shit bad about McMahon. No. I just ain't. I don't think I'd want to work for him. I mean, I'm sure he's got his good. I've heard good things, and I've heard really, 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 really <laughs> good things about him. And I, you know, everybody kind of hears the bad things. I, I wouldn't want to work for him. That's all I gotta say for it. Yeah, I wouldn't want to work for him either. I'm an, I'm an overweight 41 year old. <laughs> you don't want, you don't want me working for him anyway. Keep me in, in the cable business, the middle management, you know, lower <laughs> management. All right. Um, who else you got on your? Well, let's see. Um, I went, so it's your turn now. Well, I, I have some outside looking in, and we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Rick Flair, WCW. Oh, that's but the reason I left him out of my Mount Rushmore is because he spent most of his career in the WCW yeah. and other venues. So, um, another one, and we can go on about Rick Flair. He was he was unlikable. I have Jake the Snake on there, outside looking in, and Bam Bam Bigelow. He, he was good and bad. So. Um, he was a good guy for a while and bad guy for that a was while. The hard I'm part. sure you can speak that, to that. That was the hard part about a, the whole list is like a lot of these guys at some point were good guys and bad guys. Um, Sergeant Slaughter, Randy Savage, who we're, we'll talk about shortly. Um, everybody at some point was a good bad guy or bad guy. Um, but, yeah, Bam Bam Bigelow was a good one because he, he was a good-sized guy. I didn't understand the cartwheel thing that he was doing back in the 80s, but that's whatever. <laughs> He had that tattooed head, and he had those missing teeth. He looked like a fucking mongoloid. And then you said... Uh, yeah, and back, and, and back then, he was a better bad guy because tattoos weren't, like, mainstream like they are in 2022. Right, right. So, but I'm sure you got plenty left like, until we, we get to the pinnacle here. Um, Jake the Snake. I want to go back to Jake the Snake. He was a really good good guy. Everybody wanted to see him put the uh, the Python Damien on his opponents at the end of the match. I don't remember right off. I'm gonna have to do the homework. But when he did turn heel, that was pretty fucked up. 
I think he had aligned himself with Ultimate Warrior at this point in time. And um, he started doing this whole trust me gimmick. You know, come on, man. Don't you trust me? And he's a fucking snake guy. So, you know, you got Damien. You got the, the fucking devil and all that. That was pretty good. Jake the Snake was always really good on the mic, like his his mic skills, telling stories like that. He never had one of those ripped-ass bodies. He was never super athletic, but he was always, like, good performer. And he was big. I don't, I don't know how tall he was. I would say he's at least 6'3". Yeah. Or is. He's still around. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Uh, he's one of those guys that, from my old old school days, that, you know, transformed me back to a little kid when I met him. He was cool as fuck. He had just got diagnosed with cancer, though. <laughs> so this, oh, uh, this, well, this fucking story. I'll, I'll say something. I'll, I'll well, say something. Go ahead. I'll just hold that thought, Darius. I'll just right. say something real quick. I saw something on Real Sports about him to where he was like him and a few other wrestlers were, and it was a few years, three, five years back. I don't exactly remember the details, but Jake the Snake was like heading this rehab for ex-wrestlers. Yeah. And he was doing good for the world, man. You know, good on him. Yeah. So, He's still doing good. And I don't really know good. if he relapsed or, and why wouldn't he, but that's what I have to say about him. And, and like, like he's, he had that camera presence, right? Like, yeah. Like he could speak to you through his eyes. That was one of the mystifying part. Like he didn't have to move. He didn't have to do anything. He just picked somebody out in the crowd and like stare him down, you know, make him cry, make him smile or whatever. Shit. Yeah, he was. Uh, <laughs> he he was one. He was one of a kind, man. I would be afraid to have a snake on my shoulder like that all the time. But that was probably his pet. Oh man! Okay, so I'm glad you mentioned that because that just reminded me of this one time. Um, one time watching wrestling on Saturday morning that scared the ever living shit out of me in regards to Jake the Snake. Um, for the longest time, it had been a python mm-hmm. named Damien. You know. He'd scared Andre the Giant's ass. You know, Andre saw that fucking snake, and he would dive over the top rope, you know, and get the fuck out of there. Uh, there was one point where he'd thrown the snake on Andre, and Andre straight up passed the fuck out. He seized up. <laughs> Never saw a giant so vulnerable. But when Jake the Snake turned heel, um, he got into a program with uh, Randy Macho Man Savage, who's also on my list. Um, and he tied Randy Savage up in the fucking ropes, right? And he had this goddamn cobra. And it was like a fucking, it was a real cobra, man. Holy shit. Yeah, I'm going to pull it up real quick. But it was a real cobra. And let's see. Cobra. This is why I should do my research and write this shit down. But I don't give a fuck. Um, That's six minutes, three minutes of work. Let's see. All right, cool. Here it is. So he ends up... um, getting Randy Savage down in the ropes, tangled up, and he pulls out this fucking King Cobra. And, um... Damn. Yeah. Well, it's it's fucked up. So, before the match, you know, Randy Savage was all par- He's always fucking paranoid. If you watch any kind of documentary on him, he was a paranoid fuck. And he was like, okay, uh, I heard we're doing something with the snake. It's gonna bite me, huh? Well, how do I know it's been devenomized? And, um... So <laughs> Randy Savage made the snake made the snake bite Jake the snake first to prove that it wasn't like uh, poisonous and that he didn't have some uh, anti venom on him and shit like that. 
it hurt like a son of a bitch. That thing's like shaking his head on him. Yeah. But, dude, imagine, like, this is, like, fucking, what is this, 90, 91 or some shit like this? Imagine being a fucking nine-year-old kid watching this on TV, like, okay, like, all right, let's say for shits and giggles the fucking chair shots are fake, right? How <laughs> do you fucking fake. fake a goddamn snake biting somebody? It was devenomized, but still, snake bites aren't, aren't something to fuck with. I don't think I'd ever fuck, I mean, I don't think you could pay me enough to no. be that, to to be that guy. He had to get a lot of cash for that one. <laughs> and, and Jake was saying that, you know, all right, when it came time to take the snake off, the snake didn't want to fucking come off. Some of them snakes will latch on to you. Well, yeah, that was one of the scarier moments with Jake the Snake as a bad guy. Yeah, they did this nowadays. Pete would be all over their ass. Oh man! <laughs> um, I just heard a podcast with Jake the Snake, and it was—I don't know if it was a different country or not—but um, Jake had a different snake than the one he was nor he he would contact some kind of um, snake guy or snakes are us or some shit like that, <laughs> you know, and. They would tell him, like, man, don't let that motherfucker get to the crowd. Yeah. Like, I think this was Vince McMahon telling him at one point, like, don't let that fucker get to the crowd, because if you get to the crowd, uh, don't come to work tomorrow. <laughs> you know? I mean, this is like a 20-fucking-foot snake. Like, yeah. you've seen, like, Anaconda and shit, you know? Dude, I bet McMahon's lawyers were just fucking pissing their pants. Dude, dude just on that alone. So, yeah, he, he was a fucking top heel for sure. Um he had that fucking crit. I mean, he had that fucking that Freddy Krueger gleam in his eye. Like you know, he would tilt his head to the side, and you knew he was up to no good. You knew he was gonna be up to do some dastardly shit, man. Plus, like I said, man, he had that camera presence. Yeah, you know, he didn't even have to talk shit. He just get his snake <laughs> out, man. And plus, you guarantee, I can guarantee you, he could fight. Yeah, like fight. To this day. <laughs> Man. I don't know if it was devenomized or not. Yeah, fuck that. I've never been bit by a snake, man. Oh, I have. It's not fun. And I got schooled on snakes, too. Like, even pythons will fucking bite you. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Steve Irwin. Yeah, scarring my thumb for a snake bite. Holy shit. All right, so um, I don't know how many you got left on your list, Joe. I'm going to do one more real quick. I think we're going to cut it because we're at like an hour and a half, and we'll probably have to pick it up next time um, to finish it off or whatever. Uh, I got Randy Macho Man Savage on my list. Um, let's see. He had started out a bad guy. He'd won the Intercontinental Championship from Ricky Steamboat. I think it was WrestleMania three. Uh, at some point, he turned heel or turned babyface. He was a good guy. WrestleMania four, he won the WWF Championship, and he uh, did it with help from Hulk Hogan. And they had fucking become the Mega Powers, and that was like that was Batman, Superman for me. <laughs> like those were like two badass fucking dudes. You know, nobody could touch them. And then there was this one point where Randy Savage, he was always paranoid about Elizabeth. Like you know. Like, legit. Like, he would fucking have this chick locked up in his house. 
Like, this is another documentary people will have to go check out, but he would have his girl, Elizabeth, locked up in the house when he was on the road and shit because he just didn't, you know, he was protective of this chick, you know, overprotective. That's like the old school uh, overprotective boyfriend type of thing. I, I mean, I've heard a lot of wacky fucking stories about it. He's a good dude, but, like, he had a lot of fucking screws loose as far as that goes. But uh, he was always was he looking dude? at dude? Yeah. Well, because <laughs> guess what? Andre was famously not a fan of him. He oh, hated yeah. him. Oh, yeah. Um, this is one of the w- things. Was he a good dude? Because guess what? Andre got along with everybody. For the most part, yeah. <laughs> if Andre didn't like you, you knew about it for sure. And Macho Man Randy Savage was somebody he did not I like. I know that. Um, so Macho Man, well, a lot of the guys in the 80s had this thing where they would smother, like, baby oil over yeah. you know just to kind of define your muscles and shit like that and andre like saw him like randy savage wanted to go over the match and he, andre like looked at him he's like no baby oil out <laughs> no baby oil but uh he would do shit like grab clumps of macho man's hair and like tear him out like you see how like he was balding <laughs> all through his career that didn't help things please Wait, I think he beat the shit out of Randy one time. Yeah, he would stand on his hair and pull his arms up and shit like that. He would do some, like, straight-up bully shit to him. And according to Andre's documentary, like, they were, they played cards in the back. Yeah. And when he came back, when Randy Savage came back there, you just say hi or whatever. He's like, get out of here, baby oil. I was fucking, I was fucking just. You see, he's and a, Andre actually oh, a good English. Andre is the fucking. I love the stories I heard about Andre. Um, there was one in particular with Ultimate Warrior, where all right, they had a spot where Ultimate Warrior would come off the ropes and like hit Andre the Giant with a clothesline, and Andre would like tumble into the ropes and get all tangled up and shit like that. That was like a spot that he would always do. But Ultimate Warrior had this thing where he was all coked out, you know. He was always running off, like, full speed, legit trying to knock Andre out of his boots, right? So the first time, bat out of hell, clotheslines Andre, you know, and then you can hear the referee hear him, like, the second time, same thing. Ultimate Warrior, right out of the fucking gate, clothesline Andre the Giant, knock him down. Third time, Andre's like, all right, here comes this motherfucker off the ropes stuck his fist out like old school cartoon style and caught on or caught the ultimate warrior dead in his face, split his paint down the middle of his fucking head, <laughs> buckled him into the fucking ropes and shit like what that. Kill him. It'd be a hit in a wall. And then the next time, the fourth time ultimate warrior did it exactly like Andre wanted to. And he was like, he'll learn. <laughs> I don't, I would never fuck with that guy. No. That'd be one, one of those, uh, those were not the old school locker room generals, man. You guys, you pissed him off. You were you were in bad. You were in deep <laughs> shit. Yeah, and plus, I feel like Andre is the guy you could hold a grudge. You yeah, know? yeah. You know? I uh, I heard stories so, from uh, Hulk Hogan that he actually didn't like Hulk Hogan for the longest time. So, like when he started out, it, it took a took a lot for Andre to like Hulk Hogan, <laughs> which is pretty fucking nuts. Let's see. So Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan are tag team partners. There was a point where Miss Elizabeth gets knocked out by one of the bad guys. Hulk Hogan runs to her side, takes her to the back for medical care, leaving Randy Savage by himself to get his ass kicked. Hulk Hogan comes back, tries to tag in Macho Man. Macho Man smacks him. And when the match is over with, this is in the backstage. This is on uh, 
Saturday night's main event back on NBC. Wasn't for Hulk Hogan, you wouldn't be in that spot right there. You wouldn't be in that spot right now. You understand that? What the heck is wrong with you, man? What do you mean with that? Why did you leave me out there? What is wrong with you? What is going on? You knocked her down, man. I know it's an accident. Hey, listen, let me tell you something about Hulkamania. Let me tell you something about Hulkamania. Yeah, Macho Man, this is talking to you. You're wrong, man. You're wrong. You're way out of line. No, you're on. You're out of line. Let me tell you why you're out of line. You got jealous eyes right there. What's up, me and Baby Rama yelling at each other when we get into it? Hulkamania is just a little weird. I was carrying you. I'm not number three in the Mega Powers. I'm number one. You guys got me in the backseat. this is always some scary shit watching like what the fuck you had to walk in on that yeah. Turn around. Right there. Those eyes lost Elizabeth. You understand? This is one of the few times I remember my parents sitting watching with me. You know, we were just like, what the fuck? You turned my guts into. If you wanted to come at me, man to man, for a belt, I would beat you one, two, three. That would be okay. You must try and talk some sense into this guy, man. Try and talk some sense to him. And then he just went, proceeded to beat the shit out of Hulk Hogan, laid him out with the belt. Oh, God. Want to be a champion? Want to feel what the madness is all about? Get out of the way! Okay, I'm going to splatter you right on him. I'm going to splatter you right on him. Get out of the way! No! Somebody get the help out here! Did you see that shit? Like that, that was a real shit. toss. <laughs> I want to see what the macho man is all about right here, brother. Oh God! What are you doing, man? What are you doing? Yeah, and then it was just holy shit. It was just holy shit from there. And then they fought out, fought it out at uh, WrestleMania Five for the belt. It was like so much drama back in the eighties and nineties, man. It was a fun time to be a wrestling fan. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Um, no, no. Agreed. Agreed. And a couple things before we basically punt on, and I think we could do a whole 30-minute piece on the best heel ever, Daria. Oh, for sure. But a couple things, you guys. Darius, when we were nine, he sent me a birthday card with like two bucks, and back then it was a lot of money. Back in 1990, <laughs> but it was Macho Man, Darius Payne, to Ultimate Warrior, Joseph McIntyre. <laughs> Dude, I don't even remember and, that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. shit. Over the mail, I was happy to get it, man. I thought it was the funniest thing. <laughs> um, it was great. Good shit. Well, hey, I appreciate it, man. I'm going to find out, um, I think maybe next week. Or shit, if you're even if you're not like busy throughout the week, we can finish this up. Um, same way, you know, just over the phone, it's not a big deal. But yeah, we still well, got some shit to talk about. But we we gotta tease. We gotta tease it, man. It's Roddy Roddy Piper, right? Oh yeah, Roddy Roddy, Roddy Piper's on there. Um, always no, one no, of the best. he's the number one, right? 
I don't, number one I don't know if he was the number one for me, though, because I didn't grow up. I mean, when I grew up watching him, on, he was already in movies. Uh, when he came back to wrestling, he was a good guy from there. I, oh, I think I came okay. along okay. a little too late for that. We'll agree to disagree right now. We can argue about it later. But if, if you want to plug your Twitter feed right now, I know you have a picture of you and, and Piper. He died in 15. Yeah, see, this was one of the. This is one of the. This is what I want to do for fucking uh, Patreon and do my Comic Con stories. So, um, Roddy Piper was one of the guests at Motor City Comic Con in 2015, which was May. Um, I think he died in August, which is real fucked up. But I'm like, you know what? I convinced uh, Baby Mama to let me name our second daughter <laughs> Piper. Was at the at the time. Um, we were both into Orange is the New Black, and the lead character was Piper. And I'm like, all right, well, let's do the motif, because Melina was named after a wrestler. We're going to go ahead and name this one Piper. And I was like, you know, how badass would it be if I got to meet Roddy Piper <laughs> with my daughter Piper, get a picture with them, and it was cool. Like, I waited in line for probably two hours. <laughs> Originally, I was just going to get, like, um, get a picture with him for, like, 50 bucks. But I'm like, I'm never going to meet this guy again, you know. So I said, fuck it. I'm going to spend the extra 50 and get an autograph, too. And he was, like, the nicest guy in the world. <laughs> you know, Piper was passed out. I'm shocked that she was so well-behaved, like, passed out that entire time I talked to this guy. Because, you know, standing in line at Comic-Con's a bitch. But, yeah, he was such a nice guy. Larger <laughs> than life, man. Like, it's like meeting, like, Batman. Like, for real. Like, you know, <laughs> Michael Keaton comes to the mall Dressed as Batman, you're fucking, you're back to a little kid again, oh, you know. But that, so why, yeah. Why don't you again plug your Twitter and then post it on there? That's wanna, a great picture of you guys, man. Yeah, plug your Twitter. That's you're gonna can't. that's gonna go on Instagram. That's gonna go on the Facebook. Well, I can't do shit with the Facebook right now because I've been banned for thirty days. <laughs> again? Oh, typical. I, Wait, you don't I, have a Twitter, Darius? No, don't I don't fuck with Twitter. I tried no. fucking with Twitter. There's too much porn on Twitter. You know, chicks trying to show their butthole and then, like, uh, Elon Musk all over the place. That's all that Twitter is. All so right, I, sign me up again. I don't <laughs> fuck with it either. As long as Iron Cheek's on there, I'm good. It'll be on there. Um, I'm going to go ahead and um, shout out the uh, the socials. We're going to be on – I'm going to be – I'm going to try and set Will up here with the the – the streaming, we're gonna start doing some streaming oh, yeah. shit just for shits and giggles. There's a there's a lot of like little stuff I still want to work out and kind of get more attention to the podcast. Um, shit, I don't know. <laughs> I still gotta do commercial breaks and shit like that, so we'll we'll get to it when we get to it. Um, but yeah, thanks again, man. I'll get with you in the next couple of hours or whatever like that, and we'll we'll knock out a time that we finish up. Talk about Rowdy Piper. Talk about Ric Flair. Um, and there's like a list. There's a plethora of wrestling heel managers that I want to talk about because they were pretty influential oh, sure. as well. Um, for sure. But other than that, man, thanks for thanks for joining us, and um, we'll catch you on the next one. Oh, shit, he just straight up hung up. He didn't say goodbye. He just straight up hung up. That's cool. All right, so um, next time I think we'll knock out the rest of it. There's still a couple. I mean, you know, was, I can't fucking do wrestling anything in under an hour. You could so. do probably two or three episodes on that. This is gonna be a fucking yeah. This is gonna be a fucking thing. There's just so much, man. That was like, but that was my time though. I uh, when everybody's out watching like the MCU and DC and like Mandalorian and shit, like so the awesome shit. Now mm -hmm. that was wrestling. That's how wrestling was for me oh, back yeah. in the '80s. You know what I mean? 
Um, it's definitely not the same. <laughs> it is it is definitely more like Cirque du Soleil. It's not even like a soap opera. It's definitely more Cirque du Soleil. Just people doing cartwheels and flips and shit like that. I haven't watched it in so long. I don't even know any of the new wrestlers. Ah, uh, dude, uh, for the most part, as far as WWE, oh man, that's another thing too. I told my buddy Derek I was gonna hit him up because he's a hardcore he's a hardcore wrestling fan too. But you get I don't know I don't know we'll we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. This is part one of part two. Wrestling heels. Um, I still have some shit to finish up. I got to plug in the commercials in here somewhere. My uh, my lovely sponsors. My Nerdvana Toys and Collectibles. If they don't have it, you don't need it. Chimera Design. Got uh, Tactical Trash Out. Make your neighbors jealous. Man. So he's been cutting my yard. He's been cutting my yard. Mm-hmm. Tactical Trash Out. And, um, you know, I always make sure to tell the girls, like, go get him a beer. You know, it's <laughs> fucking hot out. You know, he's cool with me. You know, I work with his wife at, at uh, the post office and shit. So, we're, you know, we're cool. He's good good people. And um, my next-door neighbor, what the fuck is his name? Dave. He's a fucking douche. Why are all Dave. the douche ba- <laughs> douchebags in the world named Dave? <laughs> just fucking nutsack. You know, just peering, always calling the fucking cops or somebody on me. Always fucking getting into, fuck you, Dave. I know you're fucking listening to my goddamn window with a fucking cup and shit, you bitch. I fucking hate that asshole. Anyway, um, shout out to Dave, next door Dave. I uh, hope you get hit by a car or something like that. I hope one of these neighbors takes him out. That'd be like less to deal with. <laughs> Most hated man on the block. He's just one of those fucking nosy motherfuckers that just can't. I mean, it's not like I blast my music. You know, I don't have like parties and shit like oh, that. Yeah. I keep to my, I go in my house and I say to myself, why do you have to fuck with me? But whatever. Um, so, yeah. I think that's about it. I have um, a calendar list of all the things. I just got to plug the dates in and we'll okay. go from there. But um, until next time, be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. Cowabunga! Cowabunga!